my heart embraced the will of God, my path aligned with His plan. As children of God, we have been given the ability to both obtain and enjoy wealth. Hi, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I'm so excited to invite you to join this very special weekly program to learn more about your finances. This is not an investment series, nor are we focused on making you feel bad about any financial decisions that you've made until this point. Instead, we'll talk about how you can maximize what God has already placed in your hands. Hello, and welcome back to Lift Off Your Finances. I'm Tamara Hill, and I'm so excited to continue our discussion on how to navigate student loans. If you listened to the last episode, we spent a considerable amount of time talking about student loans and just how big they are in the U.S. right now. I believe it's estimated that there's more than $1.7 million in student loan debt and more than 43 million borrowers. So, wow, that's quite a bit of people. And so... As we mentioned then, it felt appropriate for this program because most people are considering doing one of three things. You're either contemplating going back to school to further your education, you're preparing to pay for someone else to go to school, namely your daughter or son, or you're already dealing with student loans and you're trying to figure out how to get from underneath them. So these episodes are really devoted to you. Um, most people, as I mentioned, fall in those categories, and we want to share this information. So if you're not in these situations, please listen, take notes, and make sure to share it with your friends. So today, as we speak about how to navigate student loans, we're going to continue with the last point that we stopped with. The first point was, with everything in you, if possible, don't take on a student loan in the first place. Or if you already have a student loan, try your best not to take on any more. So then the second part that we started was if you do ultimately decide that I do need a student loan, be very, very, very conservative about the amount that you take on. And so that's where we left it and that's where we're going to pick up. So before we get started, I want to go ahead and give you a scripture for today's conversation. This is from Luke 14:28. It says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Wow, you know, Jesus was talking about this in the Bible, but that is so important, especially with student loans. And with some of the tips that we're talking about today, you really will see the parallel with that scripture about thinking about estimating the cost. In fact, that's going to be something we get into today as far as how to navigate student loans. So before we jump into that, I want to promote to you my website, myliftoff.net. It's M-Y-L-I-F-T-O-F-F.net. On this website, you'll see more resources about student loans, um, debt repayment, financial strategies, and other things that we talk about here on Lift Off Your Finances. I often reference it because it's a great resource bank for you. Many of the materials are free and something that you can use to really expand upon what we're talking now because really, um, depending on where you are with your finances, it takes that repetition, it takes that immersion. So you're listening to this program, you're watching our TV series by the same name, Lift Off Your Finances, you're looking at the blogs, and you're really just building your own uh, personal financial plan. But most importantly, 
you're involving the Lord in that plan. You're praying. You're asking him to guide your steps. And that is the key to transforming your finances. So thank you again. So with that said, let's jump into our topic for today about how to navigate student loans. And we're picking up on the last tip, which was that if you do ultimately decide that you need to get a student loan, you want to be very, very conservative about getting that student loan. The next major tip that we'll talk about in this series is also if you do take on a student loan, you want to go into it with repayment on your mind. Think about that mindset you'll need for repayment. So let's think about that. First of all, we say we want to avoid getting any student loans, or if you have any, you don't want to take on more. But if you do need to take on student loans, I want to emphasize this. It's not um, horrible, but I just really challenge that narrative because I think that many people have assumed the only way I can go to school is if I have a student loan. And there's so many other options but before you have to take that step. But if you've been prayerful about it, you've been thoughtful, and it says, and you come up with, okay, I actually do need to go ahead and take out this student loan. These tips are for you. So how do you bridge the gap between saying, I do need a student loan, Tamara's telling me to be conservative about it, and then how am I going to also think about repayment at the same time? So let me give you something in between those two tips that will really help bridge all this together. And that is, is that Usually, if you're getting a student loan, you're going to college to get a bachelor's degree, master's, PhD, or you're going back to some sort of technical school like I did here recently when I went to esthetician school. So the first thing that you can do to really make all this connect, I'm going to get the student loan and keep it at a minimum level. I need to keep repayment of mine. What do you need to do? Commit with everything inside of you that you're going to finish that program. If it's a student loan that you're considering to get your bachelor's degree, commit to, I am going to complete this bachelor's degree no matter what. If you're going back to technical school like I did, no matter what, I'm going to finish, I'm going to graduate, I'm going to get my state license, I'm going to do the whole thing. And I want you to do that because that is the key to doing any of this. Because if you look in the news, we while we hear about those 43 million plus people who have taken out student loans, what you don't hear as much is how many of those people are actually finishing their programs. That's a real consideration. And it's something that I've run into in my coaching practice when I've met with people. Student loans comes up in every conversation with anyone I've ever coached. And about half of those people have not finished the program. And that is um, frustrating on many levels. And so that's why I'm saying before you even start taking student loans, before you start thinking about repayment, those are the next major tips, but you got to commit to completing the program. And so I want to talk to you about that. So it is estimated, as we mentioned before, that more than 43 million people have taken out loans. And according to the National Center for Education Statistics, within an eight-year period, only 60% of borrowers complete their degrees, their bachelor degrees. So let me say that again. According to the National Center for Education Statistics, of those people, millions of people take out student loans for a bachelor's degree specifically. Within the first eight years, only 60% complete it. Now, eight years is almost double the time you would normally take. I know that um, 
it used to be four years was the standard for a college degree. Then it increased to five in, in more recent years. But eight years, that's given plenty of time for padding, breaks, everything, and still only 60% of the people actually completed their degrees. And so that saddens me because that means that someone has taken on a student loan and hasn't had the fulfillment and the rewards of earning that degree. And that's important. So let's talk about that um, for a while. Um, so first of all, if you go to school without this, this concrete made-up mind that no matter what, no matter what circumstance, I'm going to finish, if you don't finish, it can really work on your self-esteem. I've met many people like this who kind of have developed a chip on their shoulder because they, you know, because they haven't been able to finish. Then you start rehearsing this false narrative of, you know, maybe I'm not college material or the odds were against me. They're always stacked against me. And, you know, I should be done by now. When rea in reality, it may not have been the right time. So I want to talk about this because this is important with finances and life. A lot of times we feel like because everyone else is doing something, we should be doing it too. And Ecclesiastes in the Bible clearly says in, early on in, in the book that there's a time for everything a set time for different things. So maybe you started out going to college at 18 and it just wasn't the right time. Now you're 35 and it is the right time. So I would say that whatever, wherever you are, just make sure you want to finish because if you go into it casually like, well, I'm not sure if I'm ready to go to college, but everybody else says they're going, so I should go. That, puts you, that mindset puts you at risk with these student loans because it's something you don't want to enter into casually. Because as I mentioned in the last episode, student loan products are different than other loans. You, they're really easy to take on and difficult to get out of. So you want to be thoughtful about that. So again, going back to how do we bridge the gap with all of these suggestions I'm giving you, and that is to commit to getting completing that program. The next reason why I want you to com really commit to saying that no matter what, I'm going to finish my degree program, I'm going to finish my certificate program, is that it is a much bigger burden to pay for these things when you don't have a degree. So let me say that again more clearly. It's difficult to pay the student loan on something that you didn't realize the fruits of. How many times have you ever been in a situation where you were paying something that you didn't value? I know that um, many years ago I had a car accident, and this is how I learned the lesson about needing gap insurance. When I had this car accident, the car was totaled, and even though I had full coverage, the amount that I owed was more than what the insurance company gave me. So I had to make another five months of payments. Let me tell you, that was very difficult to pay a car note when I had no car and that was only for five months so imagine that if you have taken on several thousand dollars of student loan debt and you haven't finished the program it's even more difficult because you're frustrated about it understandably the other thing is that the one of the benefits of having um, the higher education the advanced degree the advanced certificate is that over time throughout your lifetime statistically you'll earn more income than you would if you just have a high school diploma and so if you don't complete the program you're still faced with paying the the high cost of the student loan repayment but you haven't gotten the fruit that you would get from having an increased salary if you had completed the degree or the higher education so that's something to think about too 
The other thing is, um, if you look at some statistics, and I've done some research, a lot of times um, people in the category who have not gotten a degree but they owe student loans can fall into default. And what that simply means is, for whatever reason, I understand that there have been crises sometimes in our personal lives, but for whatever reason, the person stopped paying it. So in my first example, remember I said maybe you weren't ready to complete college at 18, but now at 35 you're ready. Maybe you do need the student loan now, but you can't because you defaulted on the student loan from years ago. So that's why to, to avoid all of this, I recommend that before you do anything with a student loan, make up in your mind no matter what, no matter, except Jesus coming back, you have made up your mind <laughs> that you are going to finish this program that you started. And so I can give you a practical example because I do know that life happens, right? When I was working on my master's degree, as I mentioned before on this program, I got divorced and it was devastating. I felt like someone literally took the rug from underneath me and just shook everything on it and I had to catch everything that flew off the rug on my own. It was just a very overwhelming, difficult situation. I was thinking about what is my future going to look like? What am I going to do financially? What's going to happen with my home and my living arrangements? It was just a lot. And I think anyone who's ever been through divorce can relate to that. Well, in the midst of all that, I was a student. I was a graduate student part-time, and I was working at a college, a community college. And so basically, I thought, I'm not going to go. I, this is just going to take too long. It's too expensive. I got divorced. You know, my life is over. <laughs> that sounds dramatic, but that's how I felt in the moment. And so I remember I was in my office at work, and my boss, uh, Dr. Campa, he was a, one of the administrators, the head administrators at this college, he said, hey, we're, how's school going this semester? And I said, oh, well, I'm not going because I got divorced and it, it's just going to take too long and cost too much. And he said, well, how long is it going to take? I said, well, at this rate, I'm taking them one class at a time. It's going to take me almost four years. He said, you know what, Tamara, I totally understand that. And when I was a young man, I went to school to be a fireman, I got married, I had a home, and I wanted to get my bachelor's degree. Now, mind you, this man's name was Dr. Campa, so <laughs> this is before he was Dr. Campa. He said, so I was a young man, I was thinking about it, and it was going to take me four years to get my bachelor's degree. And I said, I'm not going to do it. And he said, on that fourth year, I thought, man, I should have stayed in school. So I'm just listening to him, and he said, Tamara, the bottom line is this. Four years are going to pass whether you're in school or not. Think about that. Would you rather reach four years from now and say, wow, I'm glad I stuck it out and, and now I'm done? Or do you just want to look back and regret and say, wow, four years passed. If I had stuck with school, I could be a graduate right now. And wow, that just hit me between the eyes, y'all. I was just like, oh, my goodness. He has some real wisdom here. And so I prayed about it and said, God, help me. You know, I know I took this semester off, but help me to just really get back in the saddle, get going. And even the people at my school in the graduate program, uh, my advisor called and said, Tamara, you know, you don't want to stop. You have a, a straight A average. If you transfer, you're going to lose these credits. Or if you don't do anything, you'll lose all the hard work you did. So I thank God for putting people in my life at a time when I felt so vulnerable to speak life into me. And I hope I'm doing the same thing for you so that 
like I'm saying, this whole point about make up your mind no matter what, that you'll do it. If you do have a situation like I did where you had to take a semester off, don't make it a permanent thing. Don't keep putting it off. Even if it's one class at a time, which is what I did, you can finish that degree. And I was so happy that Dr. Campa gave me that advice. He went to be with the Lord this year. He was such a great man, but I would always thank him for encouraging me not to get stuck on four years and my personal pain, but to move forward because there would be a reward. And he certainly was right. So if you're just tuning in, this is Tamara Hill with Lift Off Your Finances. Today we're talking about how to navigate student loans. This is actually part two of this series. And so I'm really excited to hear your feedback about this. And I really hope that it's helping you. So right now, um, if you want to continue forward with me. So we talked about that in the next tips, first it was to avoid student loans. The second tip was to get the minimum amount as possible, be very conservative with how many loans you agree to take on. And then the third step, which we'll talk about, is go into getting a loan with a repayment mindset. Let's talk about that a little bit. So now that you've committed to, okay, I'm definitely going to get this degree no matter what. Now it's time. I'm, I'm going to get a loan. I'm prayerful about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm taking Tamara's tip to take on as little as possible. Let me reiterate why. Because as an undergraduate, you can get up to $57,500 for undergraduate degrees. And when you add in your master's degree, the total cumulative amount of money you can borrow is almost $200,000. So that's why I'm saying don't go in there taking on $200,000 worth of student loans. Take on the minimum. And we'll talk more about that in a, min in a minute. But whatever amount you take on, when you sign that loan, before you even sign it, think about the repayment. Think of the end before the beginning. Does that sound familiar? Well, if you've been in church for a while, we talk about that all the time, that God knows the end from the beginning. And so I want you to think about your student loans that way. So before you say, yep, I'm going to take out $10,000 in student loans, please, please, please take a considerable amount of time to think through, how am I going to pay that $10,000 back? And so here's some ways for you to do that, because we don't know the future, but there are certain predictors of the future that we can work with. So the first thing is, what kind of income do you project having realistically upon graduation? And I say realistically because, you know, I hear some people say, well, I'm, you know, that'll just take care of itself. I'm just going to make all this money when I get out of school. And you might. But when does that start? <laughs> so how do you know this? You can do some research to see what are the average salaries for the field that you're going into. The best way, even the better way, is to talk to people who are in that field and ask them, what was your starting salary? How long did it take to really grow and get to this milestone financially? How long did it take for you to reach this um, national standard? Having that information is something that's really sobering. I'll tell you, this happened to me when I went to journalism school. I thought, you know, everybody on TV is a millionaire. And that's not true because my senior year, we had an alumni come, and she was working in a, a smaller market, not a large market. And she said, oh, someone's very um, energetic and, and new. We usually don't hire uh, new graduates, but if we do, um, we pay them about $18,000 a year. And I thought, oh, my goodness, you know. So I didn't know that. So had I known that, I would have thought about, wow, I, I'm probably the person who should take out $35,000 in student loans. 
Now, I didn't do that. I, I borrowed 15000 but I'm just saying as an analogy, that's an easy way to kind of really feel like, let me be conservative with how much I'm taking on. The other thing, since we're visualizing our future, you know, with lift off your finances, that's a big part of it. We want you to dream. What are you dreaming about for the future? Are you wanting to get married? Think about that. You know, when you get married, those are that's two people coming together as one. Two souls, two families, two households, and two sets of debt. So I don't think people think about this, but when you get married, you know, do you want to go into it saying, I have $25,000 worth of debt. How much debt do you have with the student loans? And so... You know, it's not something that you can't get over, but it is something to think about to say, hey, I want to keep that number as low as possible because when I get married, you know, we want to have a lower income. Or if, if marriage is not the motivation, it's just yourself. Like, you know, someday I want to have a home. And I know that when they, unlike a student loan, it's time to get a, a mortgage loan, they're looking at everything. They're looking at my income. They're looking at my debt level. So, again, I'm thinking about the future how can I keep the level of student loans down? And then how can I take advantage of any opportunities to help me, again, not take on a lot of student loan debt? And we talked about that in the last episode. And right now I'm thinking specifically about your employer and any type of programs that they're offering. So just keep that in mind. Think about the future, and that will help you keep repayment at the front of your mind. That's our next major category of tips. So whenever you take on those student loans, the reason why I'm saying that I am urging you to keep repayment in mind is because remember, an unsubsidized federal student loan is unlike any other loan product that you'll ever encounter. So what does that mean? When you get a mortgage loan or an auto loan, you have to show what is your income potential, what is your credit score, what is your overall debt to credit ratio, all of these things, and even still, you may not get approved. Whereas with an unsubsidized federal student loan, all you have to do is be a U.S. citizen or resident. You have to be in school and not be in default on a former student loan, and that's it. You can walk away with that almost $200,000 that I mentioned. So this is where we have to do our due diligence to say that I'm going to definitely lean in and think about repayment. Think about that before I even sign for these student loans. So what can you do to, um, what should you be thinking about? Well, I just told you some dreams, you know, think through your dreams. But just think practically. I guess the simplest way to say it is, what am I willing to give up or sacrifice to make sure I pay off these student loans? And ideally before the term. Typically the loan terms are 10 years, but we want to come out of it before that because, and we'll talk about this more on the next episode, the longer you take to pay off those student loans, the longer or the more opportunities there are for your loan product to fluctuate. The perfect example is the pandemic. No one knew that was going to happen. So in that environment, if you had student loans, you were impacted by that. Whereas if you were done paying for them, you wouldn't be impacted by the, the, for, excuse me, the, the freezing of the loans, the interest rates, et cetera. And so remember there was only a certain subset of loans that were eligible for those hardships where you, had, where you were able to stop payments and stop interest. So you really do want to pay off your student loans faster than the 10 years. So anyway, you want to think about that. My point was, what 
am I willing to do and sacrifice to pay off these student loans and pay them off ahead of time? Think about that. Does that mean that when I graduate, I'll put off buying a brand new fancy car <laughs> so I could prioritize paying off my student loan? Does it mean that when I graduate, rather than buying a big fancy house, I'll take my time to live conservatively so I can pay it off? There's so many options. So I just want you to think about what, what am I willing to do to get these student loans off my plate? And again, this is even before you sign the papers that you have that reality in your mind. The other thing is, I want you to think about this in terms of the scriptures. Let's go through two very relevant ones. Romans 13, 7 says, Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Wow. I mean, Romans 13, 7 is basically telling us that we, we should pay what we said we're going to do. The second one is um, Luke one thirty seven that says, For nothing is impossible with God. Now, I want you to keep these two scriptures in mind because something that I'm, I'm seeing quite a bit in the media and I think you are too, that concerns me is that because a lot of people are in student loan debt, we've been through the pandemic together, we're still in the pandemic, some people feel like, oh, you know what, since the government was able to pause these student loans, maybe they should just cancel them all together. And I see a lot of people putting a lot of hope into that. And you know what, that's not what we committed to, right? When we sign the paper for those student loans, we're committing to pay those student loans back. And I think that's important. Those two scriptures say, give to everyone what you owe them, Romans 13, 7. And then Luke 1, says, for nothing is impossible with God. So I just put that together to let you know that you're empowered. You are empowered as a child of God and that if you have a student loan, you can pay it. God will make a way for you to pay it. It may be creative. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but he will make a way for you to fulfill his word, which is to give everyone what you owe them, pay back what you're supposed to pay. And I want you to think like that because we're not victims. And you know what? If God does bless you with some type of loan cancellation program, consider it just that, a blessing. But please don't go into a student loan assuming that at some point someone's going to just magically take it away just because we've had these temporary programs during the pandemic. And so with that said, I just want to thank you for listening. And I, I want you to really meditate on that because we have to remember that we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And that force is so strong, it, it rose Jesus Christ from the dead. So if you, you have that in you, the Holy Spirit is standing up in you, enabling you to do all kinds of things, even if you have a whole lot of student loan debt. And I don't want you to forget about that. So with that said, we've come to the end of our program. I thank you. I want to say a quick prayer. We talked about you, Jesus. We talked about you, Holy Spirit, and how you're moving in our lives. Please give us wisdom and help us to make the right decisions about student loans and anything else that we're pondering at this stage in our lives. Thank you so much, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the program. This is Lift Off Your Finances, and I'll talk to you next week.